0: Welcome to Destiny Moments with Angel Murchison. Today on the broadcast, I have William and Chantal Wood from Global Awakening. Welcome guys. Hi. It's
1: great to be here with you. Thanks for inviting us.
0: Well, I had you on the broadcast before William and enjoyed what you had to share. Um, <laughs> I really was really blessed and it's great that you have your wife with you today and I. Um, just caught the very end of her speaking on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and um, prophecy. and I wanted to expound upon that. Um, Chantel, would you just tell the listeners
2: today a little bit more about this? Absolutely. Well, about two years ago, I had an encounter with the Lord through impartation going to Global School of Supernatural Ministry where I received an impartation and started flowing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a really powerful way. Um, And it it actually started coming with manifestations of the Holy Spirit where I would shake and quake. Um, And some of the things with prophecy um, that I love to talk about is growing in the gifts of the Holy Spirit and growing with the Lord in prophecy is by asking God questions. When I'm receiving a word for um, someone, I always go off of um, 1 John 4, where it talks about testing the spirit of the messenger. And um, in that scripture, it talks about testing the spirit. Well, y'all know that we hear three different ways. And we hear the human spirit, our flesh, our own thoughts, our own desires. But we also hear uh, the word of the Lord or angelic messengers that come and release words, prophetic or um, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, however God wants to speak to you. And then we also hear the enemy's voice. But with the scripture, First John, Uh, four one through nine it it talks about testing the spirit of the messenger and this is actually how i've grown in prophecy and accuracy and how you test the spirit is asking the spirit did jesus christ come in the flesh and it has to immediately confess yes and if it doesn't then i know it wasn't sent by the lord Um, so that's how i've been growing in prophecy in the holy spirit is by asking him questions Right. And, you know, we know he's a loving father.
0: So many times I think that we've had the wrong image of, of who he is. He is full of love. I mean, he died for us while we were yet sinners. And I think growing up for myself, um, I felt that if I did anything wrong, um, he was going to just forsake me and it was going to be all over. Um, I had the wrong image. Can you talk to me about that can you ask me another question about what you're asking the love can you express um, how did you come to know jesus and feel that love and be full of his love so that even when you uh, were growing in your gifting and you might have made some errors that um you still was there was no
2: condemnation for you absolutely well we it always it talks about we must have love first. Um, the biggest thing is love. So um, receiving love of the Father. When I had my encounter in 2014, I had an encounter of love. That was the first thing. Was God loved me first, even in my mess, um, even in my drug use. Um, um, being messed up, whatever it was, God met me in a place uh, with love and compassion and no condemnation. It says in the word, there's no condemnation in Christ Jesus, and He loves us. So, um, yeah, so when growing in prophecy and taking risks is um, with prophecy, you have to take a risk and have faith that you're hearing the Lord. And when you mess up and you are wrong, you take responsibility for being wrong and just apologize and move on. Um, There is no condemnation in growing in Christ and hearing God's voice and releasing um, the heart of the Father. Prophecy is all about uh, giving the word of the Lord and the Father's love and the Father's heart. What he's saying to that person now Um, And it's hearing God and the love of the Father for that person. So I think that's the main thing is um, when you receive a prophetic word for someone, it's to encourage, uplift, exhort. And sometimes as you grow in maturity, God will then start giving you correction words or direction words. Um, but when you are giving those correction words and direction words, you want to say it in love because oftentimes it could be a correction of, Hey, I, I see the Lord. Um, this is where you're going right now, but the Lord wants to take you over here. And sometimes it could be embarrassing for that person because the Lord's revealing it. So you want to pastor and honor what God's saying, but love them in the midst of the correction to set them back on the proper course with God. So, having love um, and relaying words to people um, uh, with the Father's heart is the most important, most valuable. We see a lot of drugs
0: in the region that I live, and we know that that's an epidemic. We see um, a lot of youth involved in the occult. They're looking for answers, and unfortunately, um, in the past, I think the churches has um, let them, let the youth down in some ways because of religion. Um, now I see that you have tattoos and you mm-hmm. have your nose pierced and and. Um, <laughs> In some places they might be a little shaken up by that but God looks at the heart does he not absolutely and it says um, you know man looks on the outward appearance but God it looks at the heart um, can you talk to me a little bit about
2: um, how did you get involved in drugs and how did you get out well, that's an interesting story <laughs> I kind of want to talk about the tattoo stuff first Okay. <laughs> Oh, right. Is that okay? Yeah. That's fine. Um, William, can you talk about what it says in the word regarding tattoos first? I know we're tattoos on God's
0: um, hand. He says he's engraved us in the palm of his hand. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, in, in scripture, it's uh, talking about um, not tattooing idols on your um, body but it's not necessarily saying that um, tattoos are bad. It's not necessarily saying it's not okay to have a tattoo of the Lord and and representing the Lord. Most of my tattoos um, represent specifically my faith in God. Like this one is a cross and it says faith in it. Um, This one, it has a Hebrew word saying God Yeshua, here I stand to rise up in the calling in the calling representing the, the birds. This other one is a tattoo of a, a vision I had of this beautiful hummingbird um, moving really fast. And in the wings it had these um, rainbow wings in the vision. and then it had musical notes coming out of it. And I heard that when I had the vision, I asked him what it meant and he said, your, your, your calling and your life is going to be accelerated um, and the promises are, are gonna come fast and um, you're a songbird. Um, and then this rose, I was praying about a spouse because at, right before my encounter, I walked away from a engagement and I left um, my life and even my job, and walked away from some things, which was very frustrating because I felt my life kept um, falling and crashing and burning, and and I, and I just started crying out to the Lord. I only want you. Send me wherever you want me to go. So I ended up going to the Dream Center, and while I was on a, um, a Thanksgiving break in November, um, he told me to go to this Krispy Kreme. In um, it was uh, during Thanksgiving break. And this man walks up to me with this pink robe, drops it on the table and walks straight out the door. And I heard the Lord say, let me be your first love and I'll bring the right man to you. And I was praying about my spouse. Um, So I tattooed his promise in the vision and um, what he spoke to me because it meant so much. So all my tattoos is a testimony of Jesus. Um, And then the writing says, let hope rise and darkness tremble. Um, This was this anchor song that I anchored my heart on and focused myself on the Lord. So all my tattoos represent Jesus. So I just wanted to speak a little bit about that. That's amazing. That's amazing.
0: One thing that I like about you is that you're in tune with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. You know, that you listen and obey. Mm -hmm. That's the key. You know, I I find that... um, well, I heard a preacher once say, um, take your mind off and put on the mind of Christ. Yes. And I was speaking over in Canada and I had picked up my glasses on the way. My old glasses were cracked. So when I got up to speak, I left my cracked glasses home, but when I got up to, I couldn't really see. Um, I couldn't read my word or my notes or anything. And so I remembered what that pastor said. He said, you take your mind off and set it on the front pew and put on the mind of Christ. So I said, okay, here we go. (laughs) And you know what? I have to say that was the most powerful um, speaking that i ever done that I really felt I couldn't read a thing. I couldn't see anything out of these glasses. Um, I didn't know at that point they had put the wrong lens in. But you know what? It taught me so much about just being in tune with the Holy Spirit um, we prepare we do um, you know as we're invited we prepare and we do our part but really it's the working of the spirit isn't it absolutely yeah tell me uh, a little bit about the drug use and how you got it. how absolutely. did you get involved in that
2: um, that's a whole long journey um, but I had um, went into the military because um, home life was really hard. I went into the military and I started operating in the uh, gifts of words of knowledge and I had no idea that that's what it was. I started feeling pains in my body. Um, I started uh, having anxiety, depression, waves of uh, different emotions. And uh, later on in, in in life, the Lord told me that you you didn't actually have fibromyalgia the world diagnosed me with fibromyalgia when I went into the military I started um, feeling all these things and um, it was excruciating I actually got a medical discharge from the military and they put me on all sorts of drugs the drugs made me nutty the drugs um, I would wake up and be screaming in pain Um, just all weird side effects and um, then my spouse at the time, I was married prior, and um, he, he introduced marijuana to me because he grew up smoking marijuana. So he's like, this, this will help the pain and it will also calm me down. <laughs> so that's how I started on um, marijuana, which then um, I started seeking for other things. Um, You know, and sometimes the world is just looking for love, true, a true representation of love. And I really feel like when people start going into drugs or alcohol or um, there could even be sexual addiction or whatever, people are really just yearning for the love of God, which we're Mm -hmm. designed to have this love. Encounter with Jesus and mm-hmm. um, this communion with Jesus all the time, where He just loves on us and we love on Him. So I believe that the world is just looking for love, mm-hmm. um, and that's how people fall into drugs and alcohol. So, th- so then I started um, using marijuana, and it started um, getting out of hand. Um, I ended up falling into, leaving my ex-husband and falling into prostitution um, and then had an encounter in jail um, where these ladies um, were playing this game and they were, had all these scriptures in a basket and I picked out this scripture and in this uh, scripture it was saying um, something very specific um it said your innocence will shine like the noonday sun and it was and i lit when i read that i literally started weeping mm. because god knew me in that moment and he knew what i needed to hear because i was actually falsely accused of something and in jail um for um something that i didn't do and it was one of the most horrifying moments in my life, because I always felt like, you know, I was a good girl, whatever, even though I was a little bit falling off on the deep end on one side. You know, in the midst of everything, God knew what to speak to me in that moment. And I knew that he was real beyond a shadow of a doubt. And that one word, that one scripture that I picked out of this basket was that one thing that I needed to get me through mm. this situation, and from that, um, I uh, ended up, um, a long story short, I no longer have um, felonies on my record, my, my record is completely wiped, and God did that um, beautifully, and that set me on a path of looking for Jesus, and um, trying to find him and understand his ways, because I knew from that moment that he was real and he was speaking to me. Mm -hmm. And about, it was about, I was 23 at that point, so at 28, five years later, I had a supernatural encounter with him, and um, uh, I stopped using drugs and alcohol, and I just went after him. And I encountered his love. When I encountered the love of Jesus, That changed everything. Mm. Amen. Yeah.
0: So you were instantly delivered. I was. <laughs> okay. So now you got to tell me, you gotta catch me up.
2: How did you meet the Mister, Mister uh, William Wood here, Pastor? That's, that's fun. Okay. So, like I shared, uh, when I went to the Dream Center in LA, um, uh, the Lord gave me this rose and said, "Let me be your first love, and I'll bring the right man to you." Well, after Thanksgiving. I was going to the school in LA and they were a little bit scared of me. Um, They weren't publicly operating in prophecy and words of knowledge and all that. So it was unusual that I was, I was just different to them, even though the Bible talks about words of knowledge and prophecy and all that. Um, To walk like Jesus, that's how Jesus walked, he walked in all that. Deliverance and all that, um, so I was like, okay, God, what school can I go to that is actually, um, you know, teaching on these things? What, where can I learn how to um, better walk in this? Because I know this is you, and um, he. I heard him say, Doctor Randy Clark has a church in Pennsylvania. Well, that was my own understanding of ministry as church. He was speaking, the Lord was speaking to me in my own language. When I looked it up, it was a a network of churches and ministries, and it was a school of supernatural ministry, and I knew that I knew that I was supposed to go there. And as soon as I was obedient, all the money came to go supernaturally. Um, And when I get there, the first person I meet is William, and it was this overwhelming sweet pocket that we were in. We were introduced, I was literally, we were in a, um, it was called the convent, uh, (laughs) which is kind of a funny pun because it was this old nun's convent that was turned into a ministry home to house students. And the Lord had actually spoke to William to move into that house to have community. So, he was doing his second year in school, and I I was doing my first year. So, we were introduced, and literally we were talking for about 10 minutes, being introduced to each other. And it was just like this aha moment of, um, I don't want to stop talking to this person, and um, immediate connection. And also, what the biggest thing was, is when we talked even later was our hopes and our dreams and our vision for what we wanted to do and our callings were lining up. And nobody else that I talked to had the same dreams and visions that I did. Um, So it was an immediate connection. And later, (laughs) when I had my encounter with Jesus, I said, God, I only want to do what you want me to do. Send me wherever you want me to go. And even the decision of my spouse, I ask you to confirm it over and over. Because I, I, you know, I kept dating a bunch of frogs and whatever, you know, and just I was going after a man. Uh, but once I turned to Jesus and went after His love first, mm-hmm. He showed me the right person. So, over 30 confirmations came um, to marry him, yeah. and the first one was well, the first one was seeing the numbers two, two, two the lord was speaking to me with 222 over and over and i saw this highway sign that said 222 on our first date that we were hanging out and he literally asked me out on our first date and i told him no i have to i have to pray about it (laughs) and so i'm i'm praying about it and i all of a sudden see this highway sign 222 and then i later said okay i'll go out with you and the, the one of the next (laughs) confirmations he handed me this women's bible and on the front of the cover, it had this huge pink flower on it. And I was like, when did you buy this? No, 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 please please tell me. When did you buy this? And he, he said, November of 2000, uh, was it 15 or 14?
1: Uh, it was uh, 14.
2: Yeah, November of 2014. Well, that was the exact date, <laughs> uh, year, and month that the Lord handed me that pink rose. And I tattooed the promise of my spouse. Let me be your first love and I'll bring the right man to you. Um, So the Lord told him to go buy this, this women's Bible. It would be for his spouse and he picked it out and had this pink. So that was another confirmation. Mm -hmm. And the day that we got married, we're literally sharing this story of, um, you know, how God, how we, how, how we encounter God's love separately and then how we encounter God's love Meeting each other, and the confirmations that came—we counted 30 confirmations. When we when we said I do and got married, one of our friends walks up to us and s- is literally weeping, and she said, "I heard the Lord say that He gave you 30 confirmations for every year that you were apart, and we had we were married at the age of 30." So wow, yeah, that was wow. the sweetness of God just bringing us together, countering God's love together. Wow. well when
0: I look at you I would think you're like 16 or 17 years of
2: age <laughs> yeah so can I can I ask you how old you are uh, I'll be turning 34 in July 34. and William wow. just turned 34 in April Wow well praise God you guys are doing a, quite a work
0: and um, you're with global awakening mm-hmm. and travel all over the world yes do you do uh, primarily um, youth groups or
2: are you doing across the board well it's actually primarily uh, going to churches, churches. network churches okay. and then we'll, we do some crusades in different countries mm-hmm. um, do you want to share about Kenya
1: well yeah we do we do a lot of different things for for us our, our focus because my background I came out of a, a, a pastor for about eight years so going into itinerant ministry I have a heart for local churches and mm-hmm. so our main focus at Global Awakening is, is to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And, and I live by this by this this principle that if I fail to equip the saints, then I give the devil purpose in the, those people's life. Because if I don't equip people, then I'm really equipping and empowering the devil to, to rob, steal, and kill from those people that I'm failing to equip. And so... What we large part of what we do is it falls into three different categories. Number one, local churches. We love to come, go in and pour into local churches and, and bring discipleship and equipping the people they're pouring into. Because a lot of times pastors don't have people pouring into them. And that's the real heart of ours is to pour into ministers as well. The second phase of that is uh, we just launched our own conference called Relentless. And the whole purpose of that conference is, is is to train, to equip, to empower, to send out, and to raise up people that are walking like Jesus, that are talking like Jesus, because we believe that Ephesians 5 verse 1, it says, Therefore be imitators of God. And so Jesus became, he he is the model for all of Christianity. He role modeled the life and lifestyle of every believer. So that conference is designed to empower people to walk as Jesus walked. And the third phase of it is what we refer to as IMT trips or international ministry trips where we take teams of people all around the world. Particularly, we just got back from Nairobi, Kenya, where we took about 15 people. And one of the young ladies that was on the team had never prayed for anyone (laughs) her entire life and never seen anyone healed in her entire life. And she, she purposely told me, she said, listen, I'm only coming on this trip because I want to see the power of God and, and she is the very one that prayed for a guy born blind and saw that blind eye open and, and I'll also prayed for another guy with a deaf ear and saw, and saw the <laughs> deaf ear come open so she got to see the power of God in action she got to see Jesus using her and so the purpose of those IMT trips is to take a team to activate the people so that they can see god isn't just using the man of god he's not just using the minister but he he's using me and so it creates this context that god will use us all amen. we all can play so
0: amen on that note i'd like to um end the broadcast with prayer we're going to come back for another part two of this um but chantal can i ask you to close this mm-hmm. broadcast in prayer and if you have a word of knowledge or if, if the lord shows you anything feel free to to speak
2: to any of the listeners today. So God, I thank you for every person that's listening to this broadcast. I thank you that the same uh, Jesus, the same Holy Spirit resides within them. Hope, and I I just pray right now for impartation of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Uh, God, I ask you to stir up their gifting and whatever is on my life that you wanna release to them, God, I ask for increase of words of knowledge, increase of prophecy, increase of the gifts of healing, working of miracles, deliverance, discerning of spirits. I just bless every listener in Jesus' name. Go and be sent and flow with the Lord. Amen. and Amen and amen. Well, thank you
0: for joining me today, uh, Chantel and William Wood. And thank you listeners. Tune in again next week for another broadcast of Destiny Moments.